In 2021, Talk About It Outdoors partnered with an industry-leading brand that has stamped its name on the outdoor industry. Cruiser Saddles in itself stands on perfection, and with every climb we make, we elevate ourselves above the rest. In addition to a support to our hunting journey, the men and women behind Cruiser believe in the same principles of life as us. Faith, family, and the blessings of being better as they go in every sit. If your desire to pursue your passions one step ahead of the rest, go ahead and get in the best. Check them out on all the socials or head over to their website at www.cruiser.com. That's C-R-U-Z-R.com. And tell them to talk about it outdoors, boys, and Chasing Weekends sent you their way. The journey of life has a unique way of being able to create tried and true friendships as we go. In forming those relationships, oftentimes good things come to follow. Talk About It Outdoors is proudly supported by Cal Hardy of Arrowhead Land Company. Cal is the leading broker over Georgia and is happy to assist you with finding the place where you can call home. With vast knowledge and an understanding of the ever-evolving real estate market and a unique old-school approach to everything he does, he exemplifies what it means to treat others like you'd want to be treated. Don't settle for being just another number in a phone. Choose Cal Hardy for all your land, home, and commercial real estate needs and become a part of his family. We sure are blessed to have him as a part of ours. Find him on Facebook, Instagram, or give him a call at 770-296-2163. Step back to the times when a feed store was more than just that, and the people inside smiled with friendly faces and provided a place for a talk on life, as well as all your essential farm, livestock, and pet needs. Cherokee Feed the Seed located in Ball Ground, Georgia, with an additional location in Gainesville, are the hometown supplier of all your cattle, equine, and pet needs, with the added addition of being able to keep your deer herd healthy with protein and minerals. They also carry an assortment of hunting blinds and gear, and you can rest easy knowing the people that support local ball clubs and children's sports are who your hard-earned money is going to. The people here greet you with a handshake and a smile, and Cherokee Feed and Seed give more than just a product. They give you a welcome that'll make you return time and time again. Stop in next time you're in the area and tell them you're part of the Talk About It Outdoors family. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. 
Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. You ready, Nick? Let's do it. All right, everybody, talk about it outdoors live in the Cruiser Saddle Studio. Once again, Cody, Nick, Alex, Caleb, and Tyler are here with us tonight. We're doing a recap of the GON Outdoor Blast. This is going to be a good one, a fun one, and a great time had by all. Y'all pull up a chair and set a while. We're going to go over all the fun things that we did this weekend. We're live on Instagram, Facebook, and on YouTube. Check us out. Nicholas, I sure am glad to have this new Roadcaster unit working. It sounds great. Audio's good. I hope it's coming through as good. The GON Outdoor Blast is over and uh, a fun time had by all. Man, it was a blast, and I'm glad we got this new unit because I can I can run it now. Oh, he's got his like a wind said, put him in one. I can. Uh, this is just brings back old memories right here. It's like an upgraded version of where we began. Yeah. Uh, feedback from this week's drop of the Will Primos episode has been amazing. I want to get that out of the way real quick. That episode dropped live on all our platforms on Monday, and the feedback from it has been. Well, it's been exactly what you and I expected it would be when we were sitting here with Mr. Primos that night and the episode we wanted it to uh, t- to be. It- it's been great. Dude, I've talked to so many people thus far, and even me going back and listening to it because, you know, people people often make fun of me sometimes at work. Like, you listen to yourself on your own podcast? Well, yeah, I am. Yeah. Because a lot of times I don't remember what – everything's going so quick. I don't remember what we talked about or – if what I missed, you know, and try to critique myself for next time, but man, what a good episode. And I bet a lot of people that listen to it think, I bet they're going to go down that same rabbit hole where Primos get started, where the truth gets started and all that, but we didn't. Uh, Ricky Bayham called me and said, y'all took that episode to a place I never would have expected it to go. We got a message from Zach Sims saying that the the feedback or the the advice that Mr. Primos gave us on that episode was well-received, and it made people think, I think, a little bit a bit about what they were doing. Jeremy Pinnell tagged us in a post, put out there that we were doing uh, we were doing something a little different with that one, and I, I thought it was great. Yeah, and I don't want people to listen to it like Fowler called me today and said, man, he said that really, uh, that really sparked when he said something about uh, if you want to get closer to closer with the Lord, you know. Spend more time spend with more him. Spend more time with him, you know. And that's just, I think that's like little post-it notes that we could stick all around our dash of our truck or our workplace and just remind ourselves ever so often. Well, he made mention, you know, there's there's three kinds of uh, people, the the people that, you know, well, I'm going to let you go listen to the episode if you want to hear it all. <laughs> you gotta, you, we're not going to spin up all night on that. But the 2022 GON Outdoor Blast and the events that took place at it were nothing short of exceptional for us. 
It was a well-received crowd. It was an event that, well, I think it really shows us and gave us a gauge of what's going on at Talk About It Outdoors and gave us an opportunity to see exactly what we've been doing over the last year as it's been a year since we were there last with the SWI guys and we had our own booth this year and, you know, we took it upon ourselves to to kind of pick and choose where we wanted to be and right off the rip, if anybody came by and we didn't get a chance to talk to you, I apologize because we did not pick the best booth location um, as far as it pertains to, to fitment in that aisle. We will be in a corner booth from now on at any show that we go to. We've talked about that so we can have two sides to talk to folks instead of just one. You know you got a good booth and you got a good turnout from your local crowd and, and many others when you get in trouble for having too many people standing in front of your booth. Yeah, we did. And we're on the far end. We're not standing up at the – we're not at the front entrance. No. We're not right down the main aisle where everybody wants to be. We're in the back corner right across from, you know, the best relationship that we made, one of the best relationships that we made with a partnership thus far and – it was good for them, too. Yeah, it absolutely was. And seeing the look on the faces of people that are, well, they're proud to know you. When they mm-hmm. come around the corner and they see you and they start smiling, I think that was one of the things that stood out in my mind more than anything else. But we'll recap the whole weekend as we go. Cody, good to see you, buddy. Glad you're here tonight with us. We got the uh, Wicked Hen Game Call <laughs> twins in the house with us, Tyler and Caleb. Did y'all, do y'all do this often? <laughs> No, he just always throws on the same outfit that I'm going to have on, I guess. Is that what it is? Yeah. He should have called and asked first. Oh, okay. okay. I was dressed at 5.30, ready to go, and then he was still getting ready out of the shower. So Some of us had to work a little late. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't want y'all to get in a fight on here. We won't give y'all too much time to talk tonight. Uh, Nicholas, going into Friday at the GON Outdoor Blast, take me through your first thoughts of showing up at the show this year and what you what you thought about it. Oh man, it was it was good. I was I was actually tickled to be closer to the loading dock. But first and foremost, I was tickled to get over at Doug's and get me some good breakfast. That ain't something I do too often. But going into the show was really good. We was able to uh, get in there and knock it out. Mark Tucker showed up and helped us, and um, Cody and Caden and shoot, we got that thing knocked out. Then probably less than an hour, wasn't it? Yeah, we set it up pretty quick. It's it's nice when you know that your loading dock is close to where you're at. You you think of two sides. When you start the show, you want to be towards the front to get all the action coming in. But come Sunday when it's packing time, you're like, God, I'm glad I'm back here towards the back. Absolutely. Closer to the closer to the truck and closer it, to a backing job. Caden, <laughs> thanks for going and getting that truck and getting in line quick. We but got it, out quick. We yeah. did. But it was a uh, it was a kind of a slow day though to kick off. And and I think a little bit compared to last year, the outdoor blast was on up in August. Where this year it was back in July. Um Last weekend in July, and a lot of people starting school on Monday, so I don't know if that had an effect on it, but still, there was a good crowd come through the weekend. Yeah, Friday kind of spun up, and once I got there and and got to see how it all laid out, and realized that we were we were in a position to be, well, probably crowded. I mm-hmm. knew it was going to be crowded with the the people that we draw in. Our local crowd showed up and supported us. We had a few people pass through on Friday, and being right across the the, the aisle there from Cruiser and. Getting to actually meet those guys face-to-face and spend time with them on Friday was good. And we spun up, and we sent a few people over there on Friday to try out the saddles. We got mm-hmm. to get in them and try them out. Well, you did. I, I didn't actually get in one until Sunday. Thank so. God. <laughs> <laughs> Once I got in it, it was over. Couldn't with. Get out. It couldn't get out of it. But going into Saturday uh, morning, it was, well, it was electric from the time the doors opened. 
I think we had, you know, 10 people in the booth within 15 minutes of the doors opening, and then it did not slow down all day after that. You know, that booth setup is almost about like your favorite hunting spot or your hunting spot that you try. You keep going in there finding different ways that you want to move stuff and make it better. And, and you know, I think the biggest thing that I enjoyed this year about that booth was that carpet. Cause my, oh, my God. My feet would get to hurting, and if anybody came by, what we did was we took a padding and basically – took adhesive and put it on the back of brand new fresh carpet and man what a what a lifesaver it is after standing on that concrete all day you know on saturday going to the turkey calling competition first one that i've ever went and sat through um it was an experience i will say that i never realized that there were so many different variations of of one type of call Mm -hmm. you know i've and i know a turkey calling competition it may be hard to gauge you know, what you do in the woods and how you call. Cause I've heard you, Cody and you both call in different aspects and different ways, but I never realized what those were. And it was a great experience to go and listen to them. Yeah. I wish you'd come watch me, buddy. <laughs> well, you know, I didn't want to get, I, I honestly thought about coming to watch you, but I didn't want to make you nervous. Oh, I was already nervous. <laughs> you, didn't have to worry. <laughs> you didn't have to be there for that, but um, no, I, I appreciate it. I want to say, you know, shout out to uh, John Brown for putting that on and, all the people that came and worked and how many individuals were in the hunter class there was nine in the hunter class 13 in the open i think there were nine or ten in the friction i don't know how many were in the goblin there were three kids each same three kids called in the juniors and the polts um but it was a, it was a great turnout it was double compared to last year that's awesome, and that speaks volumes to what John's been able to do in, in building that into a better open and a better competition. John's over with Pistol Creek, and Caleb and Tyler spent a lot of their time at the show working that booth and even had me over there squawk boxing around on an aluminum call. It was fun. I Every time I'd go by there, I'd pick it up and, and uh, got to play it a little bit. You know, I'd say this too, though, and I thanked him outside, and I think he's a big part of what brought more people in there this year was Dave Owens. You know, he came – he started posting on his social media, and he told John – and he told myself out there, he said, if you, if you give me a little bit more heads up next time, John, I'll, you know, he'll push it sooner. And John said the same thing. He's like, I got I to gotta be better about pushing it. But, man, it was a good turnout. And I, and I, one thing, I, there's two things I noticed. One, they're in the hunter class. Dave got there right at the end. So he wasn't able to see some of the guys call. But when you finish calling, they'll bring your sheets out once they announce the thing. And, no, I didn't finish in the top three out of the nine. But they bring the sheets of paper out, and there'll be five judges back there. Two of the judges or two of the scorecards, there'll be a low and a high. They take those and throw them out and keep the other three. I was noticing those guys, and the, some of the guys I didn't see last year, most of the guys I didn't see last year, they would go grab those sheets of paper, look at their scores, and they would go over there to Dave and ask Dave, hey, what could I do better on right here? What could I do better on? And, and I don't know what kind of advice he shared with them, but I'm sure it was good advice. Do you think that having more people there put more pressure on you? No, not at all. I had I was fine. Like – so I, I drawed. So what you do when you go to those competitions is, is you draw out of a bag, whatever. John actually had a bag this time. He had ping pong, ping pong balls in it with numbers on it. Everybody, according to what Dave and those guys and Hunter and those guys were saying, you want to be, you either want to draw first and then draw a later number, or you just want to draw a later number. You don't want to be in the middle. So I drawed one and nine. There were only nine of us. So I called first and I called dead last. And Hunter told me to go up there when I called first and just bomb, he's like, basically they throw the number one call sheet out. They don't even use it. Doesn't matter how good you sound. They just trash it. 
so it's no good. And then they don't know what other place you go in. So I went up there and I was really nervous, but I knew I said I'm gonna I want to make it a point to play like crap. And of course, that's the one one of you two videoed and sent it to us, and it's terrible. I don't know which one y'all sent it. Was it you? Oh, was that you, Caden? Caden sent it. And um, but my second run when I got up there after everybody went, man, I I was very pleased with it. I was not nervous. I had fun with it, and I got some probably the best advice. KT told me to call longer, stay up there on stage longer. I want more. That's what he, when I walked back there, he said, I wanted more. And I thought, well, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you want mm-hmm. more out of it, yeah. then it's got to be something good. Um, do you think that the pressure of the calling is going to make you want it more in the future? Oh, yeah. I'm ready to go now. Yeah. And I tell you, I, I, I actually found my scorecards from last year, and I was actually first and fifth. I went first and fifth last year, and I didn't finish in the top three. But my scores last year were higher than this year. Different judges, some different, some some the same, some different. But my scores were higher last year than they were this year, and I felt better about my calling this year. Well, and I think that's a confidence thing for you and being in the opportunity to call there. So that was that was good. Why why does it be or or why do you see it as? a challenge to all these people to actually come and call are they nerve is it nerves or is it scared or is it they just don't know about it they don't know about it and there's a lot of people that don't and and hopefully we got something working that's going to help people ease that coming up so hopefully stick around and we got something big coming um but it is it's nerves people don't want to get up in front of people most turkey hunters are probably shy people anyways yeah they hunt by themselves they want to be by themselves they want to take off and walk and they just don't want to be around people. I mean, it's simple as that. Um, but it is. It's just nerves. They don't know what they're doing. And a lot of people, like you said, they don't know those calls. They know they go out there and make noise, but they don't know why they're making those noise or which noises they're making. And I'm going to, I'm going to be honest with you. There's probably some of the best callers in the world sitting at home that never tried it, won't never do it, and will never know their names. Well, and I know that goes into what exactly we – we saw happen on, sure. on Saturday with, with Clay Townsend winning that hunter division. He's been a call maker for a number of years now and won countless national and state titles with his calls. And first time he ever went out and actually tried to compete, said he wanted to complete the trifecta. He had killed a turkey with that call. He had won a national championship with that call. You ever been riding down the road? seen a piece of property that you couldn't live without or maybe just wanted to sell your own land give our boy Cal Hardy with Whitetail Properties a call 770-296-2163 day or night or check him out on Facebook and now he's won a yep. turkey calling competition with it so yep and now he's got to move up to the big boy class yeah and um and I was, I was, you know, I was the first time I met Clay and seen him on Facebook, knew he was a killer and what a super nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, down to earth. Humble. And, uh, I've known Clay a lot of years. Uh, fortunately he was able to partake in when I went into the lodge, him and his dad and the, a lot of the guys over at Morningstar Lodge in Fairmount, they, uh, they were the ones that, that were part of my going into the lodge all the way through and it 
it sealed a foundation for our relationship at that time. And I've spent time at Clay's shop over in Fairmount, Shag Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been there. He made a ring for me, uh, turned it on his lathe, and I've still got it in my jewelry box. And the opportunity to see him compete and be out there. I'm telling you, I was surprised when you told me, you said, Clay's here, he won the hunter. And I was like, what? You know, it, it's it was surprising to see Clay there, but very refreshing. Yeah, I think Clay, so Clay won the hunter. Um, I believe I don't know if this I believe this boy was his first time calling with a mouth call. He got I'm sorry, Gavin got second, little Gavin, and the little hammer. Yeah, the little hammer dude. He took a piece of plywood equivalent to a piece of plywood home with all the plaques that he won this weekend. <laughs> I mean, he finished in the top three with the friction guys. I mean, grown men that call on Nashville stage. He finished third place with those guys. And then there was some young kid. I think he was from Rolling Thunder Game Calls. I think he finished in maybe third. So it was good. It was it was good. There was some good sounds up there. But you, I'll tell you something you could tell big time. You're talking about nerves getting up there on stage. And and, and for anybody that probably seen it, was sitting there watching it, I even seen this when Dave Owens got up there. His hand was shaking on his first call. And you could tell during the hunter class that these guys would get up there and you could tell that they, they knew what sound to make, but you could hear their nerves coming out of their chest. And, I mean, props to them for even getting up there. Do you think that there is an opportunity for people to go online somewhere and learn how to call better? There there will be soon. Well, no, I, what I mean, <laughs> could you go to YouTube? Where would someone – or who um, would you suggest emulating? I know Matt Van Sice has done some calls on there, and I'm sure that – that uh, Dave's got some videos out there, but if it, let's just say um, Johnny Joe from down the corner hears this show and he's like, man, I'd love to compete in turkey competition calling. Uh, where do I go to learn how to do a old hand assembly? Yeah. Um, go to, uh, <laughs> what go, was, who was that up there? Joe, Joe Drake, Joe Drake. Yeah. Um, didn't have a clue what that was. I I made the Tyler actually got a video of me. We'll drop it out of me doing doing uh, my sequence on a, <laughs> on a call. The best advice probably for that is is just like KT told uh, Cody and I is to uh, go to YouTube and find a real hen and and type in whatever that whatever you want that hen to do. If you want her to tree call or assembly up, just type that in. Listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to it. Record yourself and then try to get as close as you can to that. Now, yeah. I think there are some good videos out there to sh- to show people how to call correctly. Make sure they're not calling from the throat. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're using their you know entire, their diaphragm. Entire diaphragm. Yeah. yeah. But back to what you said to actually emulate a call or imitate a call rather, mm-hmm. listen to a live hen, and that's that's what I did. But and one thing about the talk, turkey calling thing, I talked to Hunter last night about this. You're getting judged by human ear. So if you go to these calling competitions, don't get discouraged if you lose because you might have killed 16 turkeys last year in seven different states. That don't make that don't make you any different from Dave Owens or Matt Van Sice or anybody. You can still kill turkeys. It's just not the sound that they're looking for. So don't get discouraged. Keep going after it. And maybe you have to figure out what those judges like. You have to figure out what their ear likes. And yes, you're going to have to sound probably better than what you what you're playing. They're they're obviously know, they kind of know what they're doing back there, or they wouldn't be back there judging. But just don't get discouraged. Some of the best don't finish in the top three, top four, top five, whatever you want to place in and get money. So just 
Just keep doing it, and I promise you, I promise you, if you go and do it, you'll be a you'll be a better caller next season. Yeah, and I I took from it the, I guess the camaraderie that falls into those those areas of expertise. You take a guy that's been calling a seven-time Grand National Champion in Kerry Terrell that will give a guy advice that's in his first year that will spend time outside of that room because he's proud of the sport and he's proud of the competition and he loves to see new new faces in amongst it because it has been the same people for a lot of years doing it. Um, stewards of the craft, I think that would be something to see more of and and more of the idea behind it i'll be the first to admit as a non-turkey caller or whatever you want to call it i had no idea what was going on inside that room i've never seen it i've never witnessed it i had no idea what to expect um it was boring as hell but i understood (laughs) why it was it was done the way it was done i mean and that's just me i'm not the one to really look and listen to that I would much rather hear KT call in the woods and be in those situations, but I think that's why it's intriguing to me in a little bit of a way. I like competition in any way, shape, or form it'll happen. So it was, it was, it was neat um, to see, but I think there needs to be, and this is just my opinion, add a little pizzazz to it, you know, add a little more oomph to it, and it might draw in that younger crowd a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, that traditional side of it out the I window a little bit. <laughs> right before we walked outside, and I think you guys are still in there, John, when John came around the corner, he thanked everybody for for coming and everybody working. He said, I want to give thanks to the turkey. The turkey has brought so many people together, us. I mean, just I mean, you think of this microphone, deer hunting, what the outdoors has brought to you in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And just a simple turkey. What has that done for a lot of people in their life? How has it changed their life? What have they done different? So I think that's something good to think about. And anything, not just not just turkey hunting or deer hunting or what this microphone does for us. I mean, we've met so many people through this. Well, and you take the the turkey calling side of it in, into account that we never would have got involved with the KT team. Mm-hmm. And we were blessed enough to watch all those guys, Tommy and John and KT and Angie, all come to our booth. Right after it was all over with, they stood in front of our booth, and it was kind of meeting of the minds there with Clay, and he pulled out that trumpet and then handed KT, the trumpet master, essentially, that trumpet. And what an opportunity for us to be able to witness that. That's the first time they really had ever gotten together mm-hmm. and, and met each other. Uh, I'm sure they had ran cross paths before, but he was playing that trumpet right there in front of Clay, and it was just a – to me, that was a magical moment to see – two friends of ours be able to engage in in a way that that'll never happen again. We were there in that moment at that time. We, what we witnessed that take place and hats off to, uh, to brother John Paget and getting in. He's, he's qualified now, uh, through the, through calling this time. He didn't place in the top three, but through a series of events that, that transpired because of some of the qualifications of people that were in and not being old enough to qualify for the, uh, the grand nationals That's right. he's in now and and, and i i take that as i really was proud to get that phone call john didn't have to call and tell me that but he was so excited that he called me and told me that you know he wanted to share with us that that had taken place 
that he had made it and he was so excited to share that and you know congratulations are you in need of forestry mulching tree services hauling grading and excavation in the southeast well give our buddy logan severa a call with lrs land services you can head over to facebook instagram and check out his work or give him a call at 404-889-1105 stop putting off clearing that back for you and give our boy a call Congratulations to him on being able to get that done. And something else that Clay Townsend did, he donated his partial his winnings to the KT team. He did. Yep. Yeah. He gave a gave and a he probably won't, of he that. probably don't want me to say that, but well, he don't. He did. But but he did, and you know, there's there's some more stuff coming out of that that's going to come out of Shag Hill down the road with us. Um, there were some mentions of some names that that you and I've got we got a visit to go make to somebody, and I'm excited for that. I think it's going to be something that uh, I think it's going to be a relationship that's going to blossom. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the deal with GON and these trade shows in the way that they blossom. And gosh, we got to go right into talking about the, uh, the relationship that we were able to spawn up with the cruiser guys. And and first and foremost, I want to thank Jerry and big Ed, Justin and Michael, for the uh, well, for the humble gratitude they showed us while we were at that show, we'd never met them before. We'd never had any experiences with them, but for them to kind of open up the gates to us and allow us to be a part of Cruiser and them a part of Talk About It Outdoors at that show, what an amazing opportunity that that's that's just grown into. It started off slow for the weekend, but boy, we kicked the doors open pretty quick with these guys once we got them loosened up. I mean, they, they're like family now. Yeah. They're excited to come down here for the bow shoot. They're excited to meet us and see us again in Alabama. Um, I don't know if this is in or out after Alabama. But it's going to be in. I'm dropping this one this week. Are you? Yeah, we got to uh, have all this live yeah. updates. People want to know what happened. I mean, the they, these, these boys showed up and showed out. They were the only saddle company in the outdoor blast, and, man, they, they rocked it out. And I couldn't be more happy to um, – to be partnered up with them guys. You know, you talk about relationship founding and the way, the way that we've tried to present ourselves, um, the, the, the gratitude that I could say, well, we wouldn't have enough time here to, to speak out to the people that were at the show that we saw last year, um, that came back to see us from, you know, the, the, the fans. I mean, if you want to call it, but the new people, um, we had, a guy that we met there, um, what's his name? Um, the guy that won the release. Oh, Quan. Uh, yeah, he came back to see us. He stayed all weekend. He won a release with us, met us last year at the show, came back and, you know, visited with us for, for an extended period of time, all three days. Didn't have to do that, you know, no. but he immediately came over and saw us. And how much stuff did you see walking around from last year? T-shirts and hats. Everywhere you turned, there was something that we had touched in some way. And it was almost some one moment I had to stand back there and kind of have a, a a moment to myself to just look around and say, man, we're doing something here. You yeah. know, it's pretty special. Yeah, me. it is. You see all those people coming around, and I felt bad because we kind of done a giveaway last year trying to – you know, get people to follow along with us, see what we're about. And we kind of done the same thing this year because we're still growing. And people would come by, and I'd try to hand them a business card or whatever. And they oh, yeah, I already followed you all from last year. And I'm like, oh, sorry, thanks, you know, thanks anyways. And let's stop and chat for a while. But, again, like you said early on, we can't – I, I want to apologize if I yep. wasn't able to talk to somebody. And I talked to a guy last night 
going back to the call room that that had reached out to us a while back and um he's a disabled gentleman and and i wasn't able to get over and talk to him at the show at the in the call room just because it's so quiet environment you don't really talk a lot in there but um talked to him for a little while last night and he's gonna get the um he's gonna get to go down and hunt with the kt team for a dove hunt and a deer hunt so that's big and but yeah like you said just seeing all these people and seeing the faces and and even talking to the cruiser guys and those guys coming over being like man y'all know a lot of people here <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and i i think we turned you know eight or ten people over to the to the cruiser and they, they were able to get them a saddle and they mm-hmm. knew we were going to be there with them and they were reaching out and calling us and saying hey i'm coming to get a saddle i heard y'all talk about it on the show and you know we've been working our butts off to try to get used to using them and i mean it's new to us i mean it is a new fad for us or i don't want to call it a fad i want to call it a new system i mean i had a guy that was there um tell me he said well it's just a gimmick you know you really can't hunt out of that and i said get in it he was an older man probably Mm -hmm. in his 50s he said i've never never been in one he said that's just that's a young man's game I told Big Ed, I said, Big Ed, strap him up. And he did. He put him in one. He came over there. He said, son, I'm going to tell you what. He said, I can't climb trees like I once did. He said, but I might have me one of them just to hang around in the yard with. He said, that son of a gun set good. And he was blown away by it. And I'll be the first to admit, I was one of these people that said, man, I ain't going to use that thing. There ain't no way. I I just, I'm not, this ain't my thing. You're hearing it. You're deal. hearing it right here, face, Facebook but, Live. But I'm telling you, I am telling you now that uh, the old the old saddle game has changed drastically Uh-oh. in my eyes. Uh-oh. Uh, still gonna be still gonna be running that lone wolf custom gear. Staying. Let's back up a little bit. Let's back up a little bit. Listen, I done talked to Cody earlier today. I asked him if he's gonna have a problem if me and you're gonna be swinging up above him, filming that buck he's got on camera. <laughs> Well, you going to have a problem with me and him swinging above you? I don't care. One of y'all better bring a bow if they both keep coming in. <laughs> it's me. You're filming. Our <laughs> uh, off-follow for y'all. Yeah, we'll be in some some way, shape, or form. We will be hunting out of a saddle, and I'm sure there'll be a mixture of uh, hunting out of lock-ons where we've got them already hanging, but we will be hunting out of saddles in some way, shape, or form, um, mixture of sticks. And, and I think finding a system – that we will use for ourselves is going to be a key thing. You know, I have a preference in in the sticks that I like to use. You've got sticks that you mm-hmm. like to use. Um, the platforms from, I, I'll tell you that angled platform on the front is a game changer. I mean, as far as comfort goes, mm-hmm. Chad did an amazing job with that. And I didn't realize I had seen videos and stuff and, and watched people use a saddle, but I didn't really realize how comfortable it was going to be to use and i think the thing for me is going to be filming more than anything the ease of getting around the tree and Mm -hmm. being able to hide yourself Mm -hmm. and going into a pre-hung set let's just say for instance last year i I spent you know several times in the tree with you and it wasn't that hard for me to go up and hang my 1.0 nope but it's going to be even easier for me to go up and hang my my platform and get above you because i think i'll be able to get a little bit higher even it'll be a little quicker um, and it'll be just more maneuverability around that tree. And there's so many aspects of it that I think people aren't taking into consideration. Come to the bow shoot. I know we've got a lot of listeners that are going to be there. I know there was a lot of people that have, uh, came to the show that we, you know, met, we had a lot of people register afterwards. Um, and if you haven't already, make sure you go over and, uh, and, and send over your, just Venmo, talk about it outdoors and, 
you know, get signed up for it so you can save you a little bit of money. I don't I don't know that it'll work out that way, but what I'd like to do is try it. I would like to have you, if you're going to film me, whoever's going to film, I'd like to have just on the opposite side of the tree. So we're facing one another. So if I have to spin around, I can use your platform or and you can swing around and come on mine if I got to get on that side of the tree. If we're both hanging in if a we're platform. Both hang, yeah, if we're both hanging a platform yeah. there. Yeah. I don't know if that'll work, but I don't know. I think it's going to be like I've left – at the the place I had that lock on last year, I left the climbing sticks. I'm just going to use those climbing sticks. Those yeah. will just be stationary. Yeah. When I get up there, I'll put my uh stand. I'll put my platform on the opposite side, so I if I wanted to, I can still go around and stand on that step. That right. last run. So I think that I don't know. I I hope it's comfortable. But the one thing I don't know somebody was somebody telling talking to you through Facebook the other day. They said the, for the first year, be patient. Like don't give up on it. Just be patient. And and one last thing that I've got to buy that everybody said you better buy is knee pads. Yeah. Because you will have black and blue knees from going against the tree up, down. So that's something I definitely got to get. Well, Cruiser's got the prototype now that straps to the tree that you just rest your knees against. Yeah. So yeah. knee pad there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I like that or if I'll just do knee I don't know. Yeah, because you're always moving. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think it's preference. Yeah, I sure. think so. I don't like walking in knee pads. I got too skinny of legs for that. I've tried to walk in them before and at work, and I just, I'm not a knee pad guy, so it'll probably be a, some form of a strapped on <laughs> pad on the tree. Pull old pillar out well, of the bag. You know, that was kind of one of the things the guy said. You know, if we, if you got your bag, put your bag down there in front of your backpack, put it and let that, let that be your knee, catch your knees. Do you think that now that you're using a or you're going to start using a saddle some that and I'm going to ask you the same question, Cody, after I get done with Nick, or I want you to answer the same question, the BK strap that we got from Brian, do you think you see a lot more functionality in that? Yes, that's why I ordered it. And those hooks that he sent us, those J hooks. Yeah, absolutely. I told you actually before the show started unprompted that I was like, man, that BK strap is going to be nice now. Because the bow's going to be up against the tree. You can hang your hang your bag right in front of you. You're off to the side. It's, you understand the functionality of that. Oh, now, absolutely. Just like I did. Using it in a stand, it was it was hard to figure out and see the, the grand scope of it. We did use it, and we still will, I'm sure, in a stand. But you kind of get a grasp of where that jawbone and where that strap comes into play. The, the, the goat comes well, into play. And it will actually hook to that cruiser stand to the cruiser saddle and you can wear it like suspenders yep, yep. that's what it's designed for. yeah that's how it's designed so yep. i mean yeah him and chad are really good friends and um i'm sure they're working close together on some new product but yes that jawbone is going to be perfect for the bow right yes. there brian uh brian was one of our earlier episodes and to this day i still remember him talking about bedding areas and how he would set those bedding areas up and i think that's one of those things that you know we through the through the last two years, we've been able to speak to people, and ain't it funny how it all comes back around together? How all the things that we've talked to people about and may not understood at the time what they were going over in their mind, now it's coming full circle, and we're able to play into that stuff a lot more. So, do you think it's going to make you? Um, I don't know how to word this. Do you think it's going to make you more aggressive on deer? I don't think it's going to make me any more aggressive. Because I, you know, fortunately for me, I got into this kind of mobile hunter mindset through Jason Lewis a couple of years ago. Um, took a downturn, couldn't really move my stand around with my hand being bad. But last year, you know, Cody and I both were able to adapt that mobile hunter. It's not going to make me any more aggressive, but it's going to make me a heck of a lot faster. 
I think that's the one thing. But I will say, Caden and I – now, last year, me and Caden was shaking and moving with those with, the, with those lone wolf stands. I mean, we were able to get up and get gone in them. I mean, nothing changed there. I mean, but it does change the aspect of there's not two stands to hang. There's just a – you know, you've got one strap, and you're down the tree. You know, one strap, four sticks, boom, you're gone. Now, I think it will make me more uh, active as far as getting in there further. I may, I may push a little bit further now – because I don't have that extra weight. Sometimes you get tired of carrying that stand on your back, and you settle. Well, I'm done settling. Well, I'll answer your question. It's I think it's going to make me more aggressive, and I'll tell you why. There's been times when I've been in that lock-on, and I'm like, man, I'd really like to move right over there, but I don't want to undo this ratchet strap, clang around. You know, with that, it's one strap on a platform, and, you, I mean, pull your sticks down. It just seems being faster... I feel like it will make me more aggressive. Now here's a question, and I think I'm gonna go give ahead. a good scenario of where this saddle is gonna come in. Perfect play for a lot of people that ha- have leases or are only limited time. Last year we got to Illinois in January. It was freaking snow on the ground. It was freaking ten degrees. I don't. I wasn't at ten degrees, if not colder. Oh, yeah, I, I don't even know how cold it was. Yeah, it was cold. And the only thing I was complaining about was. I'm going to hunt in this old lock on that I've got to put a ratchet strap on. You go in at ten uh, at five o'clock in the morning, and it's ten degrees, and you got to put a ratchet strap on in the dark and I, snow too. Everything's wet. I had much rather got up there, threw that rope around, and stood on that lock on, knowing I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. Now I'm gonna call you out on something here. All right. Oh, here we go. Remember when not you and I went over hunting last year together, and I was gonna film for you. And I went up there and I hung that stand, hung that 1.0, and I throwed one strap on that tree, just one strap around there. And you said, you going to hang on that tree with just that one strap there? Well, buddy, you going to be hanging there on one strap now. Well, there's there's a difference in that ratchet strap tensile strength and that rope tensile strength. Well, it was that, you know, it was that one strap, yeah, that well, one there. But I, when, when you say one strap, that's a ratchet strap. Those things are good up to three to 500 pounds. So, this tensile strength, what did he say in that video? I think 5,000? Like, yeah, five or 10,000. It was 10. It was five. It was, it was around 5,000. Um, and then it was the brake strength was, was 10,000, wasn't it? No, it was something. I, it was, it wasn't 10,000. It was, I want to say it was like sixteen hundred or something like that. The brake oh, strength, oh, okay. and then the, the the actual tensile strength was up around five thousand. I mean, it's, it's more than that one ratchet strap. <laughs> you think about think about those daisy chains I made. Oh yeah, I mean that rope is a for a fourth the size, the eighth eighth inch yeah. rope, and it's three thousand. Yeah, tensile strength eight eighteen hundred straight. Something. I mean, that's ridiculous. The, the yes. amp still has come a long way. That's a big difference. Well, and and something that we got to learn is how to cam in those platforms. You know, you make your tight, you, you're and that's something I had to learn using that 1.0 was cam it in, you know, instead of trying to pull a strap tight with it straight to the tree, cam that baby in, you know, cam it into the tree. And that's what you do with those platforms. Mm-hmm. I've been watching Cody seen it was up on my TV when well, he got here. It was, uh, some little pointers and stuff like that. And I'll tell you the element guys, they've done a great job showing some great videos yes. on how to, uh, on how to work those stands and earth the saddles and, uh, how to put the platforms on. Yeah. Ed showed me how to cam that thing in. So I don't know if he showed y'all you can do it while you're up there. It's super easy. 
Um, it's, it's just going to be so much more easy to carry in, not have to worry about packing a, a climber in. You know, if you want to go hunt with your buddy, it might have a ladder stand. Boom, you're right up in front of him. You're up around. Put your feet on his back. Whatever you want to do, <laughs> kick him in the head. <laughs> I want to have this same conversation in December, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, absolutely. And, yeah, to the pros and cons. Do you? Uh, well, let's let's continue on into Saturday. You know, Saturday spun up and we had a great show. Got to meet a lot of nice people and stuff. And um, one of the one of the guys that we were able to meet was. Um, well, for me, and I don't know if you, I think you talked to him before, but Gary Stover with the Turkey Hunter magazine mm-hmm. um, was just down the way there from us, and you know he he was he made Donald Jarrett made the introduction to me, and and we've had, we've had Donald on the show before, and um, great relationship building there with Gary, and and being able to talk to those guys, and kind of well, kind of open up doors for the future of what we're trying to do with some things, and. I think that was great. And the gentleman, Mr. Randy, next to us, I, I think it was Beasley's – where's that card at, Caden? Beasley's uh, seasoning. What, him and his wife were right there next to us, and they yeah. were great. And old Pink, Pink's Bowhangers, right on the other side of us. Was that the name of that? It was Pink's Bowhangers, and the guy that was there, he was from North Carolina. I talked to him a bit on the last day. Um, 89 years old. He's taken 17 animals, 17 Pope and Young animals. 1987 had the number eight moose in the world. Uh, he's got a, a record for a mountain caribou. He's killed two deer over 190 inches while with a bow. Uh, he designed that bow hanger there. Unfortunately for us hunting on public land, it's a it's a bow hanger that screws into the tree, and we weren't able to use it. <laughs> but he designed it uh, and came up with a screw. And if you're looking for a screw in bow hanger, look up old Pink. He's got a pretty cool one there. So. Be careful with that one. It's about four foot long. Your bow get hung out there. Yeah, yeah. It. You just got five <laughs> turns on it. And um, they were nice guys. They they sat right beside us. And if you came by the booth and wondered what it was called, it was called Pink's, um, Pink's Bow Hanger. So they I would have ma- mounted that thing for you. I'm going to mount that when we're done. They were over making mater sandwiches. Was they? Yes. I didn't me, see that. Me and Jeremy was sitting there, and he's like, what do you think he's going to pull out cooler next? Because he had bread out, mayonnaise, and everything. Jeremy said, guarantee it's a mater. <laughs> sure enough, he got it out, <laughs> sliced, sliced it. it right there. Yep. Well, you're going to see me in Alabama making sandwiches, boys. Y'all better get your grocery list up because I ain't eating uh, concession stand food. My belly's been tore up for two days. I only eat that one pizza. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible, but uh, it was a good show Saturday. We Well, we wrapped up Saturday and um, decided to go get some good home cooking and ran into the KT team again and happy anniversary to them and we brought it on till sunday yeah sunday went to church had a great church service that morning um it was a uh it was a good day sunday a little slow not as much traffic but gave us an opportunity to get out and talk to some people see some old friends the the uh swi boys we got to talk to them and got to go around i'll tell you somebody else that i was i was excited to talk to um you know, we saw Jason with nose down. He was there, and but we got to talk to the Deception Scent guys and those Kill Drift guys. They were there. We got to speak with them. Um, got what about old Jeremy? Jeremy with Lamar's Bow Shop in Rockmart, Georgia. Uh, let me tell you something. I have I have been using Mickey Jones to work on my bow for a lot of years, and and Mickey's moved down to adventure outdoors it's hard for me to get down there um and mickey stays busy he's he's busy as he could be down there i'm gonna go over and visit 
Jeremy at mm-hmm. Lamar's. Um, I've got something planned. I got a little idea planned um, for a young man that's pretty probably the closest to me that we're going we're going to spend a day trip over there. And I've talked to Jeremy about that. Um, go over and visit him one day to uh, to get it set up. Oh, you're out. Get your apple. Oh no, never mind. <laughs> Thanks. Oh, sorry, boys. That's okay. Pool partying's been rough on the crowd. They don't. They don't come no nicer than him. Him and that his wife and Jeremy wanted to come to the bow shoot. He said, "Buddy," he said, "I'm telling you, that's three weeks before opening day of bow season." He said, "If I leave my shop, my wife will kill me." Um, they they were going to Birmingham now, so they'll be in Birmingham. We'll get to see them. And if you haven't already uh, looked into that show, the World Deer Expo is going to be in Birmingham the 11th, 12th, 13th. Uh, excuse me, the 12th, 13th, and 14th. Uh, it's in Birmingham, uh, located at a great venue. It's a two-story facility. If you came to the GON Outdoor Blast and think you've seen a bunch of stuff, we'll go over there to the World Deer Expo because you can flat find some amazing stuff there. Um, Cruiser's going to be there. We'll be alongside uh, the Royalty Hunting Products, Alan Bullman. Uh, the Soggy Bottom Boys are going to be there. Um, I'm sure there'll be probably 500 other vendors that we know inside the yep. building. So, and – <clears throat> so uh spin it over to caleb and, and tyler spin that mic around to you it's on the wrong side yeah you'll have to talk on that side or it won't talk um caleb uh give us a little rundown of how the weekend went for for pistol creek in your opinion uh friday started out pretty slow and then friday afternoon it picked up a little bit saturday was pretty good day all day wasn't bad. Sunday morning started out with a bang and then uh went down to pretty much nobody coming by Sunday afternoon. So what was the lady's name that was inside the booth with y'all? Beverly. Well I'm gonna give a shout out to old Beverly because <laughs> she was on my tail from the word go. And we and her had a cut up in the booth there. And then she come over and she was standing right beside me while I was talking to somebody and I cut my eyes at her and she told me, she said, don't be looking me up and down, boy. I'll slap fire out of you. She said, no, but I need your help with something. And I said, all right. And Nicholas had, said, had told her to come over and talk to me because I like knives and she wanted to get her husband a pocket knife. So we eased down the aisle there to a gentleman that was selling knives and I asked her what kind she wanted. She said, well, what's that clipped on your side? I said, well, that's, he don't. He don't need no microtech. What, what kind? I carry a case too. What kind? Of, we showed her a couple of knives there, and she wound up buying him a sodbuster. So, yeah, she's a she's a hoot. She is. She's a pretty good woman. She sure. put up with y'all two all weekend. Yeah, exactly. have to, yeah. Tyler, yeah. what you think? It was a pretty good show. It was. I don't know. It seemed to be a little slower than last year for some reason. Traffic was down this year. It I was. mean, there was a, there was a lot of uh, a lot of people there on Saturday, but Friday and Sunday was pretty pretty dry. Yeah. I wonder if it was so busy last year because COVID has just kind of make, been making its downfall. Yeah. And tons of people were just looking for something to get out of the house. And I I, I don't know if that did it or like like Nick said. Well, it was, started, opening, it was opening weekend of school uh, or, or right before school started back opening weekend of school. <laughs> uh, it was a weekend before school started back on Monday. You know, the, there was a ton of kids out getting shopping stuff done. Uh, and I'm sure the, the daddies was being drug along as much as they could be. But I think that Pistol Creek has got one of the best-looking booths of any. When you go to their y'all show, that booth. But I'm going to tell you what, that son of a gun is a monster to break down. It's a handful. Yeah, it <laughs> That's uh, what we had probably, I don't know how many people, 
every other person it seemed like walked by said, "Man, y'all have the best looking booth here." Yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a it's a nice booth, but I mean it is a handful to put together and break down. So. <laughs> well, bring you back braces to to Birmingham. <laughs> <laughs> Are you thinking about buying or selling land in this crazy real estate market? Give our boy Zach Bobo a call. He's a full-service real estate company that services all of North Georgia, and they've been ranked number one for all your buying, selling, or investing needs for three years running. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Zach Bobo Real Estate or online at ZachBobo.com. So Nicholas came back to the booth with a uh, wicked hen game yeah. calls, Mister Richard Gunn. Yes, it and is, it is a heck of a grunt call. I, I, I like the way it uh, sounded so much that I actually got in touch with Richard today, and Nick called me out on. I was trying to <laughs> surprise him with it. I was gonna say, "Oh, I got me one of them grunt calls," but I sent Richard a message and I said, "Hey," so I didn't get a chance to get over and, and see you to get one of those grunt calls. And uh, he told me, I and of course I called it out of me. I said, "Is that spalded maple?" And uh, it was another type of maple that he said, "This guy, it's got some curl to it." Now he said, "Someone's got some wormholes," and he picked me out a good one and, and got it in the mail. It'll be here later this week, so I'm excited to get it. I I like stuff, so it, it kind of fit right <laughs> in with me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to use it. I'm going to put it in in place of. The old old trusty extinguisher. I've got it in going, my bag. That's what I was going to next. <laughs> if you don't throw that away. Now I'm not going to throw it away. I'm going to put it in my bag though. But I like the tone of it. Um, that that extinguisher has killed several bucks for me. I mean, it's 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 at least been in my bag a lot. But I am going to put it into use. Um, I've got a got a little little plan for it for how to hang it and everything. I'm going to rig it into my TK uh, hunting pouch my binocular harness i'm gonna get it rigged into there so it's it's up and out of the way and as soon as i got home from the show i threw my other grunt call away and did you buy one of richards yeah i did yeah, I both yeah. bought one hey he's who turned nick on to him. Yeah. okay yeah. all right so as soon as i got home today Brittany's on the phone with me and i went in that the bedroom in there to give me some clothes to go take a shower and i went in there and blew on that grunt call she said are you blowing on that grunt call again i was like well hell yeah i said i like it <laughs> and she's like i swear but, oh, oh Brittany, know. he don't mean it he's sorry when he gets yeah. home don't oh, kill him <laughs> well oh, i i, I it, it does fit and so well cody you need to need to hit richard up I, one I told nick i was gonna go buy one and i time just got away from that's me the way it was for me but richard as well and i know i say this about everybody but you won't find a nicer fella. I mean, Richard. Yeah, he's been around a long time making calls. Does he call in competition? He calls. Yeah, he the, does. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he called friction. in competition. Yeah, yeah. friction. And friction. He said he used to do goblin a lot. He'd done goblin last year there, but he said he's about. He said it's just kind of changed because he does natural voice, and he said it's yeah. just hard to win with natural voice. It's kind of cool to give him, you know, get him hooked up with RP. I'm about to say shout out RP. Yeah, yeah. There's RP another guy there calling natural voice. You know, um, he said he'd like to see it come back, but I just. From talking to some of the other people, they don't know if it will come back. I tell you, it was funny. We were standing there at the booth, and all of a sudden, a gentleman pops up and says, you know my boy. I said, do we? He said, yep. He said, you know Ricky Bayham? I said, <laughs> yeah, I do. 
His name, Mr. Mike, he, uh, you know, he, he, he came and saw us all the way. Hey, I can't believe that Joker just took out and drove all the way up here from Louisiana just to see us. He thought that much of us. No, nah, he, he was, uh, he was, he was a nice guy. Stood there, talked to us, had, had a lot of good things to say about the show. Uh, spoke on, uh, the Queen of Springs episode. He had just listened to it <laughs> and, uh, he, uh, he shouted what, that one out. So what about all them people stopping by to get their butts whooped? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. So, as y'all know, Alex is a TikTok star now. <laughs> Famous. And there were so many people that came up and wanted to have pictures made. You want your butt whoop? Yeah. <laughs> they would. They'd be like, if you don't stop doing something, I'm going to whoop. Alex had to make a video for a girl that couldn't make it there. She was at home. She had had ACL, ACL, surgery. ACL surgery. And her dad wanted Alex to make a video saying, if you don't get up off that couch and, and get going or something, I'm going to whip you, you know. And um, that was really cool, though. I seen the first day, I think it was Friday afternoon, we was there, and this uh, man and woman come by, and they were pushing a stroller and had another little boy come by. And uh, they got right there in front of um, the purses down there. I can't remember the lady's name, but they got down there in front of the booth, and I seen the lady. I never mentioned nothing to y'all about it, but I seen the lady turn back around, and she was like, there's that guy. There's that guy. And uh, I didn't say that. I almost said something, but you were talking to somebody, and I just, I ain't going to blow his head up on Friday. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> it was it was neat to see people that recognize us from that. And, and you know, they had asked, you know, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And it would kind of start a conversation that, that this is what we do. You know, this is where we're at with it. And talk about it outdoors is where why we're here. And, um but I did. I run into several people that start talking about that. One guy, I, I thought I'd recognized him. I thought he was a, a friend of mine from up north. And uh, I asked him, and he's like, no, nah, that ain't my name. But he said, you that TikTok guy? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was standing there. I was like, oh, Lord. So um, we're about to kick the doors off this thing and go to Alabama. We are. We uh, we got two booths over there, like you said earlier. And uh, we're taking we're taking help this time, uh, more help. Yeah. Um, And I think it's going to be a – I think it's going to be a good show. What do you want to see out of it? I want to see what our range of listeners is mm-hmm. outside of our hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, being as close as Emerson is, you knew we were going to draw our hometown crowd. I want to see how many people in, in Alabama over around Birmingham have listened to talk about it outdoors. And I want to introduce them to us. That's the biggest gauge of these shows for me is how many people come by and know who we are. You know, we don't we don't have a product to sell other than ourselves. And what we're carrying with us over there is is minimal as far as a product goes. You know, we're gonna have some hats and stuff to get rid of. If somebody's wanting a, a hat, stop by and pick one up. Um, we'll have them for sale. But I think that's gonna be the biggest gauge for me is to see how many people inside of of that arena will know who we are and I hope I'm pleasantly surprised. I think you will be. I think if they don't, I think there'll there'll be a lot more people know because we're taking some good help over there that's going to help us really network and get our name out there. Cody, I'm just excited. The shows are my favorite <laughs> part. No, I am because that's where I that's my groove. I love talking to people, meeting new people, and I do want to apologize to several people that came up and I would shake their hands and they'd be like, "Yeah, we sent you some messages and." I'm horrible. Alex can and Nick can both attest to this to, at remembering names and stuff. But there were several people that came up, and we had had correspondence on. But you just see their name a lot, you I'm know, sure. on there, and you, it's hard to remember everybody. But I, I think it's going to be great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to really looking forward to Alabama. A lot bigger show, a lot more people filtering through. So 
I think it's I think it's where we need to be for sure. Tyler, how about you, buddy? Oh, I'm fired up about Alabama and the bow shoot. Yeah. I'm ready for the bow shoot. Alabama's going to be uh, an opportunity for you and Caleb to be at y'all's really y'all's first show to to be a part of talk about it outdoors. Yeah. You know, y'all work the the Pistol Creek booth so well uh, at NWTF and at, at Emerson, and I think well, World Deer Expo is going to be y'all stage set. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean. Everybody's talked about how big this show is, and I'm just looking forward to actually getting there and seeing everything and uh, being able to talk about it. So, but I will tell you, everybody that's commented on our booth and talked about, you know, we get a lot of compliments on our booth, even though it may be it's not as big and present as Pistol Creek. But we're gonna put a show out over there. Alabama. Got, Alabama's fixing to spin up. Waddy's fixing to go to work. We got some. I'm serious about your back brace. Bring your back brace. Yes, please give her a shout out. We're getting getting uh we gotta take the card out. Yeah, we forgot them and, and I apologize. Stony Brunson said awesome looking studio, guys. I didn't put it up there a while ago. Stony, yeah. thanks, buddy. Hey, let me shout out old Stony. Let me tell you something. Out of all my buddies, Joe Brown, Eric Ball, Rusty, uh all of them was down there fishing and they went on a, a fishing trip on a mossy oak fishing boat. Out uh, out of Venice, Louisiana. None of them wore it. Oh, oh, Stony had that talk about it outdoors hat on the entire time, hanging there behind a big old tuna. And guess right. who had their hat on? So, uh, Stony Brunson, I got you a present coming in the mail, old buddy. Don't don't worry. <laughs> and I hope you tell Rusty I sent it to you. He he might he might be kicked off Team Bushwhackers now. I might put you on. We might get signed up. Can you read that? Give it here, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's Brandon and Megan White, uh, White and Sons Custom Wood Carving. It's White and Sons Wood Carving at Hotmail.com. Uh, Facebook is White and Sons Wood Carving. Uh, they're uh, located in Jasper, Georgia, right? Yep. Uh, and they are the ones that made the sign. If you listen to this and you've seen the sign that generally hangs right here above us, it is. Uh, it was at the show and a man at the comments we got yeah, off that sign. Lot. Um, so we got to take these. I apologize, Brandon and Megan. We did not have these cards with us over there, but I have to send this number to Mr. Randy. He wanted yep. it because uh, he's wanting a sign made for his his spouse. Next time we go, everybody at GON will have a sign out there. Yeah, I hope us. so. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, that'll bring you know that'll bring some great attention to a, a equally great group of people here. We'll have so. cards. We'll take cards to Birmingham for sure. Yeah, we'll take those with us. I'm gonna keep this one out because I need to send out. that to Mr. Randy. But you have that one. Um, what else? I'm good, man. Let's load the wagon. Yeah, let's roll it right on into Birmingham. If you're not already, make sure you're over. Uh, if you listen to this and you haven't signed up, you got August 24th to get on the bowhuntingleague.com and uh, sign up your team of three. Get in there and get that uh, get that hammered out. We've got a hey, we got a bunch of hammers coming to that one, son. We gonna send hurt us, some feelings. Send us your deer cam uh, pictures that you're getting on Instagram and stuff. We'll start posting some of those. And see if we can figure out where they're at. No. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I know where that power line is. Date stamp it. Date stamp it for sure. We, yeah. We've been getting some pictures already from a lot of people. The velvet season is going to be here in three weeks. Yeah. Um, so it's it's Tennessee's ready to start firing on all cylinders. And uh, But, you know, like like you said, shout out to everyone that came and visited us at the booth. Um, some faces that I know haven't been to a show before came to see us directly. Um, and I'll – Go ahead. I, we got. We forgot one person. Right, go ahead. Go ahead. And and I, I doubt they'll listen to this, but we forgot the Danos crew. 
Oh, shout they out to the Banos us, They crew. kept us f- snagged yes, up. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and you know, we could go around the entire booth uh, and, and the setups and stuff that were there uh, and the relationships we were able to, to, to build off of. And I think that's – there's some big stuff coming out of that show. <laughs> yeah. Big stuff. Uh, stuff we can't share with you yet, um, but 2023 is going to spin up and be something special for for everyone here. And I'd I'd like to first and and foremost thank everyone that's part of this team. Um, you Nicholas, Cody, Caden, uh, Mark for getting there on Friday and getting the booth set up. I had to work that morning. Um, Tyler and Caleb for for you know helping out in every way, shape, and form they did. They're always willing to support us. Cody Mayo for coming out and helping and bringing his family to the show. Uh, and, and you know, it, it just goes to show what a what a strong team that we've already built here and what we're building on. Um, I was sitting here that Sunday evening after after well, we had got home and kind of sat down and took some notes down and what the the events of the last three days that kept echoing in my mind. And even though the 2022 Georgia Outdoor News Blast has passed, the memories may will not uh, soon be forgotten. Um, it was just a small group of friends there from North Georgia who were living out their dreams in ways that we never would have. Uh, foresaw when we first started this thing, but it was a blessing to see. And uh, the smiles and the laughs were often, and it was simply an amazing experience for us. And, and I'll tell you, after I got finished, I, I just had to sit outside for a minute when I got home and realized truly how blessed we are to be doing what we're doing and continuing to grow this thing. It's a hustle and a bustle, and it's a lot of work that everyone – so shout out to our entire team for the work that was put in. And the impacts of what we're doing can surely be seen by the uh, reflections of what people are sharing with us at it. If you know, if you like something we're doing, make sure you come by and check it out. And uh, Gary, thank you very much. It was great to meet you as well. Um, the future, uh, the future's going to be bright. Uh, Gary's just over in in Cartersville, mm-hmm. and he's going to be coming over to do a show with us soon. We already got to get that lined up. But if you haven't already, make sure you check out the Turkey Hunter magazine. Uh, Gary does a great job with it, and who knows, you might see an article in there, but we'll talk about it soon, one of these days, maybe, if we can get it lined up, Nick will get off my butt, stop whooping well, me so much. You write, what about me? <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> does, do you think the turkey thinks about you as much as you think about the turkey? Not at all. <laughs> no big D throwing hammers up there. There's old D, big, big bass hammer. Uh, Speaking of hammers, real quick before we go. Anybody got any good trail cam pictures ready for nope. ready for open season? Nope. I ain't got any. <laughs> I ain't even hung a yeah. camera. Yeah. That's because you're going to be too busy filming. <laughs> there, that there, saddle. there you go. Yeah, I hope so. I mean. It's I, right around the corner, boys. It will be here before we know it. And uh, if you haven't already, make sure you go over and check out our stuff on YouTube from the years past. Nicholas has made leaps and bounds uh, y'all thought last year was fun watching you. Why do you see yeah. what's coming for this fall? Because it's going to be – we got seven cameras rolling in the woods now instead of it just being a few. So we're going to have all kinds of fun going on. But for everyone here at Talk About It Outdoors, we want to thank you for being with us again. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Please go over to Apple. Give us a like. Give us a rating. want to watch our stuff on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to it. Follow along and share with your friends. And remember, smile as you go, but don't forget, mount the memories. Building the foundation of your life starts at the base, and the stronger it is, the better. Talk About It Outdoors is proud of our strong partnership with United Concrete and Paving and the foundation of support they provide. 
Whether your new home being built needs concrete work or that driveway you're tired of beating all the bearings from your pickup needs a paving, Michael and his team can provide any residential or commercial project support you might need from the ground up. If you're tired of tripping over that unsettled patio slab or a future shop build needs a smooth start, United Concrete and Paving can get you going when you need it most. Give them a call at 404-831-3036 and make sure you tell them them TAI boys are where you heard it first. A few years back, when an overbearing and overgrown backyard became an eyesore, I looked for a solution to resolve. LRS Land Services created a stunning and complete transformation turnkey at an affordable price with their mulching services. Not limited to mulching, LRS can provide turnkey grading and clearing, maintenance, right-of-way clearing, and even development for any and all forestry needs. With an innovative outlook on what is best for your land and a completely different approach than others, LRS can transform your overgrown eyesore into a beautiful landscape of your dreams. Give them a call at 404-889-1105 or check their work out on Facebook at LRS Land Services. Logan and his team are ready to make your land brand new again. Are you in need of a decluttering? barn or garage slap full of stuff you just don't need or is your construction site needing a dumpster give our buddy tony at georgia junk and dumpster rental a call with services ranging from junk removal to roll-offs georgia junk is here to help with any and all removal needs if it's time to get that parking spot back or the boat needs a place inside tony and his team can surely assist Servicing Cherokee, Cobb, Bartow, and surrounding counties, give them a call at 404-406-3501 or check them out on Facebook at Georgia Junk. Clean up the yard in short order with Georgia Junk. Georgia Junk. 